Hey, all you nostalgic, reckless drivers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Kendra, I don't know what's happening with this podcast where now we only record at extreme ends of the day, because yeah. last time it was super late, and right now I feel like you can still hear the sleep in my voice. Yeah, uh, just so, a little, just a little. Good morning. <laughs> good it's morning, the morning everyone. show Ken- with Nick and Kendra. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh, Kendra, we would kill it on a morning show. So How do fun. we make that happen? <laughs> oh my gosh. You've got connections, Kendra, happy Star right? Trek Day. Radio connections? I do, oh, yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll talk to the radio station. But yes, it is Star Trek Day. <laughs> Yay, Star uh, Trek Day. That's right. So we've got a special episode over on The Sandorian Life. Uh, I did a special over on House Things. Lots of Star Trek to be talking about. Are you watch- You guys are watching Lower Decks right now, right? We are watching Lower Decks and loving it. Uh, it's season, so funny. season three right now. I'm loving it. Yeah, Lower Decks is, you know, animated series, a comic take on Star Trek. A lot of deep cut references for, like, old school Trekkies, but just funny all around. And it was nominated for a Hugo Award, which Star Trek usually doesn't get. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yes. But but unfortunately, we're not talking about Star Trek today. Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 6, Episode 18, Snowbound. And it wasn't the kind of snow I expected. No, they tricked you. Yeah, they did. (laughs) All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on January 17th, 1996. One birthday to mention, January 23rd, Tiffany Thiessen turned 22. Wow, that's younger than I thought she was, actually. Yeah. A couple of deaths to mention. January 25th, Jonathan Larson, composer of Tick, Tick, Boom, and Rent, passed away at the age of 36. So sad. I yeah. always, I learned about Rent in high school and, like, the story behind it and learning that he passed away before he could, like, see it become I know. what it was. I think he passed away tragedy. before it even premiered at all on, yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, very tragic. But Tick, Tick, Boom, the movie, excellent. Andrew Garfield's great in it. Um, so good. Uh, January 28th, another passing. Jerry Siegel, co-creator of Superman, passed away at 81. Wow. It's, I mean, it's it's incredible, though, that, I mean, to, for him to live into, like, the 1990s and to be able to see just what a, you know, a cultural touchstone, like, Superman became, just known universal throughout. I mean, he, he got to see that for, you know, 60-plus years. Pretty amazing. We rewatched um, The Iron Giant last weekend, and mm. there's several Superman references okay. in The Iron Giant, okay. if you haven't seen it. I've never seen it. I hadn't seen it straight through, um, mm-hmm. and Eric put it on, and it made me cry, so yeah, that's fun. A couple of movies to mention. January 17th, Quentin Tarantino's From Dusk Till Dawn hit theaters. You know, he's one of my favorite directors, but I have not seen From Dusk Till Dawn. You gotta remedy that. I know. And January 26th, Bed of Roses, starring Christian Slater. 
Is this a romance? I don't know anything I, about this I've movie. never seen it. I, I definitely remember it coming out. Like the poster, I remember seeing that poster like everywhere. So it must have, <laughs> it must have hit hard when it landed. TV, January 23rd, Brandy sitcom Moesha debuted on UPN. And January 24th, Tracy Ullman's Tracy Takes Sorry. On hits HBO. That's a weird name, right? <laughs> I think it's like... Is it like Tracy. every episode she takes on something else? I, I think that was the concept, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, well, that makes more sense then. Music, January 22nd, the Grammy-nominated album Boy From Peel by Tori Amos debuted. Okay. My wife's a big Tori Amos fan. I couldn't name you a song if I, I had to. I couldn't, yeah. Couldn't at all. Okay. January right. 26th, the musical Rent had its first public performance. The oh. day after Jonathan Larson died. See, I, I knew it was, I knew yeah. he passed away before. That is yeah. so, wow. so tragic. It's too sad. It really is. Video games, January 29th, Duke Nukem 3D was released on DOS. And one other thing to mention, January 28th, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley announced their divorce. Oh, I do remember that. I remember it was like such crazy news when it was like, Elvis' daughter is marrying Michael Jackson. Yeah, that blew my mind as a child, and then it didn't last very long. So, you know. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, in honor of, of Star Trek Day, uh, I want to bring Trek up our old friend Mel Gilden. The zip code? <gasps> yes, yes. Star Trek Beyond. The- oh, how did I miss it, Kendra? It's because it's the morning. It's so I know. Early. I can barely talk, apparently. I know. I know. So our friend Mel Gilden, Mel Gilden, who was on the show earlier uh, earlier in the run here, he wrote the novelization for the Beverly Hills 90210, the first four seasons. He, he wrote several novelizations covering many episodes throughout there. But he also was a pretty prolific author of Star Trek novels, including things in The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. So if you're like me and you love 90210 and Star Trek, I mean, Mel Gilden is where it's at. So you can go check out all his works. That's where it's at. What is your favorite yep. Star Wars book? Doesn't have to be by Mel Gilden. You mean Star Trek? What did I say? You said Star Wars. Oh boy. I meant Star Trek. <laughs> it's early. It's early. <laughs> um, you know, I would probably say The Entropy Effect. It's uh, it's by Vonda McIntyre uh, and it's a it's a kind of a Sulu it's a Sulu story and it, it has a time travel element to it and it's just really good. That's the one I always come back to. There's that one, and there's a Next Generation book by Peter David called Imzadi, which is a Riker Troy story. Also has some time travel in it. So oh, well you can't go those. Wrong those are usually my travel. go-to's, though. All right, I know. Cool. All right, well let's look at our synopsis for Snowbound. The gang grows suspicious when Kelly begins to spend all of her time with Colin. Valerie sounds the alarm when a jittery Kelly shows up with expensive gifts for everyone, and David goes to confront Colin. Meanwhile, questions about Joe's health put Susan on alert when she begins to suspect that CU is downplaying the issues to keep Joe in the game. Finally, Claire and Steve go from traffic school to television with their, when their bickering draws the attention of local TV producer Rox... Oh my goodness. <laughs> Rox. Max Roman. <laughs> Rox Maxim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today we have a teleplay by John Welpley and a directed by Chip Chalmers. 
In our guest cast, we have a returning player here, Michael Durrell as Dr. John Martin. I might be wrong on this, but I feel like this is the only episode where we only see him. Like we mm. see Felice solo, but I feel like whenever he's here, Felice is also there. So we haven't seen him solo so far, and I'm not sure that it happens again. I guess we'll have to wait and see. This is the final appearance of Emily Cutler in the series. So previously she had been one of the, uh, you know, the the morning zoo crew <laughs> DJs, uh, Mac in Earthquake Weather. And here she's Lou Nevitz, a comedian slash traffic school teacher, I guess. I We'll get there, but I did not understand I, what was it makes happening. Makes no sense. I know. I like to think that uh, it's the same character. So <laughs> yeah. Other cast we have Steve Vinovich as Max Roman. He'd previously appeared in a different role on Models Inc. He has a long history of film and television, and I recognize him instantly. I don't know what I recognize him from. I did as but... well, and I was hoping that you would know what I recognized him from. Yeah, but no, it's a, no, like he... a similar role, I think. Like a yeah. He's... He's all over the place. He really is looking at his IMDb. Early credits include Three's Company and Remington Steel, and then working right up until recently with things like The Godfather of Harlem. So, you know, he's all over the place. And I I couldn't quite figure out which one it was that was like triggering a memory for me, but I don't know. Finally, we have Sabrina Hill as Catherine Keats. Uh, Not a lot of acting credits, but she did appear on Criminal Minds. So it's possible, Kendra, that you've seen her elsewhere. Very possible, yes. Hey, I just uh, looked it up. Uh, yeah. I know what I know him from. He oh, what is, is it? He is the doctor that um, Tim Allen goes to see in the Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Not a similar yeah, role. It, I don't know why I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But... No, but I, I see that. I can remember that now. Yep. Susan's sister. I mean, again, we can talk about that in the rap, but I don't understand why that was introduced at all. It has no bearing on anything. Nope. Not at all. Very strange. Very strange. All right. Well, let's get in to the episode. We start at Kelly Donna Claire's. Donna is running late for uh, having breakfast with her dad. And so she's running around looking for her keys. And Claire comments, like, where's Kelly? We haven't seen Kelly in forever. Does she Mm -hmm. exist anymore? Right, right. So they both talk about how they're worried about her and... Claire here says, I think Colin's still getting high. I think Kelly is also getting high. But it's never like in the episode, Valerie is the one who's like, Kelly's getting high, everyone. And no one believes her, including Claire. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a strange moment. I feel like there was, I don't know, in the previous episode when Claire sees her with the cocaine, I think, you know, that was kind of a plant. But then you're right. Claire doesn't, she never backs Valerie up and it never comes back that Claire has those suspicions too. So it is weird. Yeah. Well, here starts the run of no no one believes that Kelly would ever do cooking. No. So. No. Never. But cut to Colin's house and Kelly and Colin are, are waking up. They're not going anywhere because they're too hungover. Yeah. Is that the correct term? I'm not sure. And basically, Colin grabs another vial of cocaine and is like, let's wake up with cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not a jump, too. I mean, you know, we talked about last episode where it was like her dad blew her off for the millionth time and she like goes right into cocaine. But then the next episode, she's just like fully in. So. Which, I don't know. again, I... Got, it, I, got it, his hook's in her. I, I just have trouble believing that Kelly 
would go that hard that quick into a drug you that and the rest of the gang ruined yeah. her life yeah uh, for sure it's life. weird so yeah it's definitely strange now what drug was david doing with orange juice was it meth Ooh, i can't remember i don't remember either all right well after the intro brandon and susan are on a jog because they're training for the rock the vote 10k 10k yeah. that's a that's a commitment that's a lot of k's yeah the rock the vote 10k also not relevant to this episode so i no. again don't know why i thought it was gonna here. maybe it'll uh it'll happen maybe. in a, another episode or something maybe so as they're running they happen upon a car crash and yeah a woman tells them that um the woman who was driving jumped the curb and crashed yeah. the car but it looks like I mean, we see the the body on the ground. Yeah, you see like a body. Covering it yeah. with a sheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's very serious. And Susan is visibly shaken by this. And then we go to a flashback with Susan and we later find out her sister are on a run. And Susan stops to tie her shoe, but her sister keeps going and gets hit by a car. Yeah. Hit and run. Yes, a hit and run. So... Brandon has to take her and, and sit her down and he and she tells him about this sister who was only 22. Her name was Catherine. And Brit, she, she's never told Brandon. Brandon didn't even know she had a sister. She just talks about how hard that was to lose her and how everything she does now is like for her sister. Like all the hard work that she does is to like yeah. make up for her sister not being there. I mean, it's it's decent backstory on Susan, and and maybe it's I'm forgetting it, and it's just going to come into play later on. But I, I thought it was a very unusual scene to not have any connection to the events of the episode. Yeah, and they try and connect it later, but it doesn't really. No, that yeah, it's even more noticeable that it doesn't work. At the Peach Pit after dark, Claire's got a new car. Woo! Chancellor Arnold bought her a car because she made the dean's list. What a, what a smarty pants. I guess. Steve is very unimpressed with the car. He calls it the Barbie Mobile. And they goad each other into a race. Steve blames yeah. Claire later. But, I mean, I guess Claire brought up, like, we can race if you want to. But yeah. he was the one making fun of her car. So they street race in the in broad daylight down what the heck? a street. I know. I <laughs> thought for sure it was going to be some like desolate road or some like big parking lot, but no, it's just oh. like main street, traffic <laughs> lights and everything. They go for 5 seconds before they get pulled over. Yeah, so so they get pulled over and Steve they he pulls them both over on a motorcycle I nonetheless. Know. Steve tries to, like, make up medical excuses why they were going right. so fast, which the cop does not believe. He writes him up, but Claire asks, hey, when you pulled us over, which one of us was ahead? And the <laughs> cop's like, oh, you two. Claire, yeah. you were ahead. <laughs> yeah, means, he's the cop suddenly really, like, down for this little joke that they're doing. I feel like if you told a cop you were racing, you'd probably get in more trouble. I because think you you're not allowed. Get in significantly more you're not trouble. allowed to do that. That's like a separate offense. I, yeah. So no, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a good idea. 
at Colin's house. Colin wants to go shopping. They're going to blow this money that her dad left for her and make love in between purchases. That's their perfect. That's their plan for the day. Kelly is like 90% baby voice in this episode. And it really makes me crazy. Yeah. Colin. Kelly, Kelly on cocaine is, is baby voice. You know, but I, but I will say, you know, we were kind of knocking whatever his name is. Uh, I can't remember his name. Colin, Jason, whatever his real name is. We're kind of knocking him for not really being able to pull off the, oh, he's on drugs now. But I actually thought Kelly, you know, Jenny Garth here has a lot of kind of subtle little things she's doing, like twitches and like rubbing her face and, and just like some delayed reactions and stuff. I was actually kind of impressed watching her be drugged out. Yeah. Valerie arrives. To very game. made up yes I, yes I, i'm not sure what like somebody in the makeup department was like you know what, let's turn this up a notch with valerie because it was noticeable don't yeah. you think yeah and actually that's really funny because when my husband walked in he was like oh wow she's like gotten super pretty <laughs> since the last time i saw her <laughs> and i yeah, was like yeah i guess i've always thought that she's gorgeous so yeah, I just have it for sure. But, Everyone has since yeah. the early 90s. She has come to tell Colin that Sterling Penn, who is an art collector, I guess, heard about Colin's mural and is coming into town and wants to see Colin's work and meet yeah. Colin. So that's very yeah. exciting. But Valerie sees on the table a uh, rolled up, ro- some rolled up money that would be used for yeah like a and little coke straw kelly grabs it and is like colin what the heck is yeah this? <laughs> smooth and colin's smooth. like oh colin's must, like, must oh. have been left over from the holidays yeah that's that's from my christmas coke don't worry about it <laughs> which valerie 100 percent does not believe no 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 at the peach pit donna and dr martin are discussing joe and dr martin says medicine is subjective you know, one of us says one thing, one of us says another yeah. thing. You know, who can say what what's wrong with a person at any given time? I mean, he does kind of suggest a third opinion. Yeah, he says that Joe should go for a third opinion. And you know what? I, when I heard him say that it was subjective, I was like, that's probably not great but you know i took i took i just took my dog to one vet who told me that she needs an immediate surgery and i took her to another vet for a second opinion and they said now let's give her more time to heal and they said that the the on the x-ray what they thought were bone fragments at one vet might not be bone fragments so what do i know about medicine wow Wow. Now, is your dog a star quarterback? Would there be any reason for them to try to... She could be. She could be a star quarterback. She could be? Yes. What a good girl. Like in an Air Bud situation. (laughs) Oh, hey, there's no rule that says a dog can't play. Yeah. Show me me that in the rules. It doesn't exist. Point it in the rule book that it says that. (laughs) We didn't think anyone would ask. (laughs) (laughs) He says he should go through for a third opinion. He should err on the side of caution. But yeah. Joe is not erring on it. He's going Mm-mm. harder than he was before, basically. Yep. And Donna, yep. Donna is very worried about him. 
Dr. Martin then has to go and Brandon and Susan arrive and Donna says hi to them and then tries to leave. But Brandon stops her and is like, hey, what's what's going on? And she reveals Joe's medical information to she does to Brandon, yeah. <laughs> which starts a run of everyone revealing medical information yeah. to people. True. Yeah, I guess I didn't really fault Donna in that moment for telling Brandon. I mean, obviously it plays out differently later on, but like, I don't know. I mean, you can tell your friends things. Yeah, he's he's her friend. It's fine. And I did, I did, I mean, you know how I love these unusual pairings when they happen. So a little like Brandon Donna scene, I feel like was pretty rare. So I kind of liked that it happened. I thought that as well when it happened. I was like, when yeah. is the last time these two have had like a... Like spoken directly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a moment. At the student union, Steve is trying to get David. David apparently knows a ticket fixer person who could help them with this speeding ticket. But that guy <laughs> was uh, was caught or something. So he's unavailable. Oh, okay. So n- now Claire and Steve are trying to figure out what traffic school to go to? And Nick, is this a thing? Are there different themes of traffic schools? I I've that never made been no to traffic school. To okay. <laughs> Cause no, they kept talking I mean, about like we could go to gourmet traffic school. And I was like, but what does that mean? I know. Are you cooking know, food they, while you learn the rules yeah, of the road? Uh, no, I, I really didn't I didn't understand that one little bit. I thought I was miss like when they were talking about it, I was like, okay, I must be missing something here but no it's just they have to go to traffic school and they can take you know here's a fantasy role-playing traffic school you know (laughs) here's here's a here's a paint by numbers traffic i mean i'm not gonna lie that's it's not a bad idea to get people in the door no like give it you know why not make it fun yeah so whatever but david david is like you guys were Telling the cop that you were racing, like you guys enjoy traffic school, you you deserve it. <laughs> His delivery there was really funny. I thought like, he was just so like befuddled by the fact that they would do that. It was, it was he was like, "You guys are in a league of your own," and he is a he is a good exit. I also love Claire's jacket. I'm not sure she's pulling yes. it off, but I thought it was very cool. I think she pulls it off, and it goes with the, okay. it goes with right. the car for sure. It does match the car really well. Uh, side note: Brian Austin Green and uh, Sharna Burgess just had their baby, so I've been very much enjoying oh. seeing the cute. Oh, because you're because she's pictures. she's Dancing with the Stars, right? Yes, she's my favorite so dancer know. from Dancing with the Stars. Okay, so, so there I've you go. Been yeah, following her for a long time, and then okay. they got together and they just had a baby together. So. Wow. Not not his I think it's probably like his fourth or fifth child, I want to like say. That. Yeah. Um but yes, very cute baby. So Colin and Kelly are in a limo. This is part of their uh, this is like their treat treat yourself. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It's a treat yourself day. Yeah. You're wearing a Parks and Rec shirt right now. <gasps> I am wearing a Parks and Rec shirt. I'm wearing my Duke Silver wow. shirt. Memories of now. What are the odds? Memories of now. Hey, we learned that Colin grew up in Rochester. Kendra, how many how many joyful days did you and I spend in Rochester? <laughs> so many, so many <laughs> near death experiences. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Or that or that time that we were going out for your birthday and we overheard a whole conversation about how a man bought his girlfriend a tattoo <laughs> gift certificate, tax included. Listeners, I can't I don't think we can fully describe to you how funny no. 
that moment it was hilarious was. but only nick and i were overhearing yeah. this awkward yeah. conversation and yeah. like catching each other's eye about it and our spouses had no idea what was happening no they missed it entirely and it was the guy was so proud he was like no seriously they'll take care of everything you just give him this gift certificate it even covers tax babe it's great really you can get whatever you want just such a long explanation that's such a weird gift, but uh, I was like, just I thinking hope about happy. that the other day, actually. So, but funny. that happened in Rochester, New York, home sure of did. Colin Robbins. <laughs> so yeah, so they talk about him growing up, and he said the first time he was ever in a limo was for prom, and then oh, yeah. I forget how it how it comes about, but he brings up his father. Um, yeah, and Kelly wants to know about his father, so. We learn his father is blind. He yeah. became blind during Vietnam, I think he says. I think so, yeah. And Colin says, you know, you might meet him someday, but hopefully not, because he's a very scary person, I think is what yeah. he says. Kelly says she spent she was basically born in a limo. She came home from the yeah. hospital in a limo. She's lived her life in limos. But there's one in thing limos. that she's never done in a limo. Mm. I think you can guess what that is. Is it sexual? It is. It is. Okay. Okay. Colin's like, you're lying. <laughs> and I sort of feel like she's lying, but. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, when was your first ride in a limo? Uh, I mean, we did one year for prom, like we did all go in on a limo together. But I, I don't know. I mean, that's the only one that I really remember. I but think my probably first time. Other times... I think my first time was. Uh, my wedding. We took a limo oh. from oh, okay. the church to the reception. Yeah. I think that's oh, the that's one cool. and only time I've been in a limo actually. Yeah. Huh. It was a very it was a very cool limo. It was like a party not, bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it was like it was a limo, but it wasn't like a regular car limo. It was like a Hummer limo or whatever. Oh, oh. Okay. It was it was wow. it was big and the whole wedding party got inside. So that's cool. Yeah, that it was sounds fun. fun. Yep. All right, at the Walsh house, they <laughs> uh, Claire wants to go to comedy traffic school and Steve wants to go to gourmet or the other way around. So they're still trying to decide where to, where to go. Yeah. And so at the table, it's Valerie, David, call or no, sorry. No, no, I think it's I think it's Steve, Valerie, David, Claire. Claire, yes. And Colin and Kelly come in in a whirlwind with presents <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, wrapped well, presents. Yeah, <laughs> wrapped presents. They're going a mile a minute, and they basically give them the presents and then say, you know, we're out. Goodbye. Pass these out to everybody else. Bye. Yep. So David gets can... internet in a box. Internet I, in I a box. I don't know what that means. Is that just like a wireless router or something? I don't. Did, did, not, no, I, I mean, is, I don't know if it just got like a little modem. I, I really don't know. I was confused by it. Well, I hope you. He's very knew. excited about it. He said he had been saving. He is for that. It's the whole of the internet in a box. <laughs> Steve gets some driving gloves. Claire gets a purse, and Valerie gets a mirror. Surprised that Valerie got anything, but that that uh, only adds to Valerie being suspicious and she's like guys yes. did you can you not tell that they were completely high yeah. when they just came in here but yep. no one believes yep. that kelly would get high and claire's oh, right there not. claire is right yeah. there and she does not back yep. valerie 
She doesn't say anything. I like the, but I, I mean, I like how, I mean, obviously she knows that Colin is definitely doing it, no question, but I like that she sees it in Kelly. Um, we get a, we get a Dylan reference here because someone seems like not after what she went through with her mom and not after we had a whole intervention for Dylan, like no way. Yeah. So I like that they pulled that reference. Yeah. And David, she's like, David, you, you should see that. I mean, you went through a drug addiction. Nobody believes it. Well, I like how I, I was watching this with my wife and, and she was pointing out that David doesn't believe it, but he, he takes it more seriously than the others. Mm. You know what I mean? He's kind of like reasoning it out, you know? Yeah. And so I think his reaction is noticeably different enough, but he still is on the side of like, but I don't think it's happening. So I don't know. Just fooling everybody. Colin and Kelly go to dinner at a very fancy restaurant, but they are delivered their food and decide that they are not hungry. Kelly, before the food came out, finished off the rest of the cocaine in in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Colin is not happy about. He's like, we, not you know, there was enough no. for both of us and you just did the rest of it. So now they're off to go get some more. Leaving the food. They don't even take boxes. No. Nope. Like they the food sets it. down in front of them and they just walk away from it. At Joe's dorm room, Brandon comes to see Joe to show him a press release about Joe's ankle and he's quoted in it. And yeah, Brandon is like, well, you know, is the rest of you okay? And mm. Joe is like, "What? why are you asking me that? So he has to say that Donna told him about Joe's yeah. heart thing. This is where I feel like Friend-wise, Brandon is out of line. Like, yeah. he shouldn't use that private information to ask Joe about it. I don't think that's right. Well, and he and Joe are not friends? <laughs> no. Or close not. in this they're way? they definitely not. Uh-uh. Nope. So, Joe tells him about when he was younger, he was in a rock climbing accident, and the doctor said he would never walk again, and look at him now. So, you know, what yeah. do doctors know? He's fi- He knows that he's fine. See, that's a clever bit of backstory because it gives him reason to automatically doubt doctors. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of important because he's just going for it. You know, he's just being like, ah, what do you know? You know? Yeah. My mom had to go to like four different doctors before a doctor was like, yeah, you have breast cancer. Why has everyone been telling you you don't have breast cancer? (laughs) So second, third, fourth opinions, they're worth it. That's right. Our PSA for today is you have to advocate for your own health, everyone. Yep. Or the health of your football playing dog, Kendra. Yeah. And I do advocate for her health. Good for you. Good for you. So he asked Brandon, is this going to be in the newspaper tomorrow? Are you going to write a story about my heart? And Brandon says, no, this was off the record. Okay. So Kelly and Colin are now at this newsstand where Colin knows that Coke is dealt so yeah, they they mentioned earlier on that uh, his his regular guy doesn't doesn't have a supply at the moment, so he's kind of looking elsewhere for options. And I guess well lit newsstands are the place to go for yeah. cocaine in the nineties. So he makes eye contact with this guy, who then leads him into a dark alley. Yeah, runs off, comes back with what he says is cocaine. Colin pays him yeah. sixty bucks. That seems cheap to me. That's what I said. Yeah, it was like 60 bucks. But I mean, it was just a little like envelope. It yeah. wasn't like the full vial, but still 60. I don't know. That, that didn't seem like too much. 
So Colin pays for it and gets back in the car. He's very freaked out about where they are. Yeah. And he just wants to get out of there. Kelly wants to do yeah. the cocaine right there. But that's not all she wants to do right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Colin's like, no, let's get out of here. Let's go do it at home. I, I mean, the driver obviously knows that they're here trolling for cocaine. And yeah. he seems fine with it. Yeah, he's fine. You know, because like, this partition is not up or anything. They're just kind of like, did you get the cocaine? <laughs> yes, I have the cocaine. He's fine with them having sex in the back seat. He's fine <laughs> with the drug he's use. Used to it. Yeah. He's used to it. Such a weird, speaking of sex in the back seat, it's such a weird transition to be like, I had a pretty abusive father. Yeah, my father's bad too. Let's have sex in this limo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress, Kendra. <laughs> The next scene, I'm not sure if they're at David's dorm room or if they're at the Walsh house. I think they're at the Walsh house, but Valerie and David are in bed and David's trying to get something going, but Valerie's not in the mood. And she <laughs> she she says that uh, that David is he's blind. Like you need to look yeah. at Kelly. She and this yeah. is where she says you should know the signs of of drug use and drug addiction. Mhm. At Colin's house, we learned that, uh-oh, they got ripped off. This is not cocaine. Kelly's yeah, like, whatever this, it is, this is weird. <laughs> it doesn't taste right. So Colin calls his regular guy, Paul. Paul only has enough for himself, but Colin says he will pay double for just a little bit of, of what he has. Yeah. So he's off to go get some, some more from Paul. That's how they get you. The next day at the park, Brandon then tells Susan all about Joe and his heart no, and this, how the doctor mm-mm. has said he's fine. Fully out of line here. I, yeah, I didn't like this, this is, at all. I was like, Brandon, no. No, Brandon. So now Susan wants Brandon to write a story about how the athletic department is jeopardizing the health of their students and, you yeah. know playing down medical issues in order to right. to have the team be good. But Brandon says, no, he's not going to do that because that could really hurt Joe and his career. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> they, they sort of get into a real, like, moral dilemma here, I feel like, because if that's really what's happening, like if the university is, like, you know, downplaying or covering up students' medical help to, like, bolster their athletic program i mean that probably should be in the paper that probably should be exposed but like you know like like... brandon was told that incompetence from a friend and i don't know it's murky i feel like i mean they don't want to wait till something happens to joe but they could and then once something happens they can be like hey look we have all this information and look what happened to this player i feel like that would almost be stronger to like be like this player had a heart attack on the field and here's why because they did all this stuff so well it would certainly make their story stronger it might it might kill joe but you know you can't make an omelet and all that (laughs) yeah sacrifices must be made (laughs) that's right yeah the next scene is last laugh traffic school so they they decided on comedy traffic school. Laugh spelled with two Fs. L-A-F-F. Yeah, that's how you know it's going to be really funny. Yeah. And it's just like right into it. The 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 teacher's like, uh, but seriously, folks, traffic. You got to be safe. Yeah. They're making jokes. Steve makes a joke. She's having the time of her life. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like asking Claire and Steve like, hey, do you guys fight in bed? 
Which, yeah. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yes, it's the it's the it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's a comedy traffic school, Kendra. Nothing is off limits. <laughs> well, you can kind of see Max is sitting right behind Claire and Steve, and you can see him kind of eyeing them and the chemistry and the the bickering yeah. that they do. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Valerie and Brandon are having a talk. Brandon opens his gift from Kelly, which is a $600 pen. It's a pretty That's expensive so pen. That's so much money for a pen, yeah. Yeah, which you're probably going to lose. I mean, I lose pens every day. Oh, yeah, you every can't day. that pen. <laughs> uh, Brandon also doesn't believe that Kelly would be into cocaine or be high. So another person yeah. not believing no. Valerie. But Valerie's like, Kelly brought me a present. And Brandon's like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> and she well, hates you. There might be something to this story. Also, there's a there's a there's a bottle of Sunny D on the uh, on the counter there. What a nineties flashback yes. that was. Let's see, we got a uh, purple stuff, OJ. Whoa, it's Sunny D. <laughs> Oh, they ripped the label off, but I recognize that bottle. Yeah. It might have been California style. It would have you made can't sense hide it. for Beverly Hills. At Colin's place, Colin is painting while Kelly is uh, trying to sleep. Brandon calls and they don't answer, so they hear the voicemail, and he's basically just saying, you know, we haven't seen you in a while. Just check it in, making sure you're okay. Give me a call. Which is nice. It makes sense that Brandon would yeah. call and, and yeah, I think check so. on her. Kelly says that she can't sleep, so she she wants to go home to her own bed. Before she goes, Colin has her take some downers that will bring her down and help her sleep. Yeah. Softens the landing, Kendra. But she takes them like before she drives or anything. She doesn't like take them with her. I really She's like, thought I'm just we were take going these downers to have and then drive myself home. I know. I thought we were going to have a Kelly doesn't make it home situation. Yeah. We we don't. Yeah. But I thought that's what we were teeing up. Sure seemed like it. Back in Last Laugh Traffic School, they're watching a <laughs> video about bad driving or drunk driving or it's a very serious video. Yeah. Yeah. No, no and laughs there. No, and the the teacher is like, you know, now do you see? It's not a joke <laughs> that you need to drive safely. Steve is getting pretty annoyed with Claire at this point because they're they're basically blaming each other for what happened. Yeah. Um. So they take a break, and while they're on a break, Max is behind them on the phone, being like, "What?" Our two people didn't show up and we are filming in two hours? What will we do? We need a bickering couple instantly. Oh, no. <laughs> so then he asked Steve and Claire, hey, do you want to be do you want to be taped for this show? What's it called? Backtalk, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And they're yeah. doing a segment on couples that fight all the time. Steve, Steve is in. Claire does not really want to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Back at the student union, Susan goes another step out of line and is talking to Donna yeah. about Joe, pushing her for details. And yeah. when Donna's like, wait a minute, are you going to write a story about this? Susan's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I I'm going to do. She, at least she sort of acknowledges it. She's not like, what? Donna, what? It's just not, that's just not cool to do to your friend group. Like, make your friend group. No wonder if you're gonna write about 
right anything yeah. that you discuss yeah so after susan walks away joe saw donna and susan talking and he's like you know why are you talking to susan they could ruin me basically yeah and right. donna's like i kind of hope they do write a story like maybe you'll listen to sense once a story yeah. is out donna's over it back at collins david arrives looking for kelly and tells colin that he's been worried about her and obviously mm-hmm. really cares about her and colin's like yeah i care about her too <laughs> and david says are you well are you sharing your drugs with her is that how much you care about her and they they get in each other's face a little bit about you know colin's like why are you up in my business leave leave me alone and David says, if you don't stop giving drugs to my sister, the only thing you're going to find up your nose is my fist. Good luck. I mean, it sounds like a cheesy line out of context, but I have to say, it was a David scene. actually does, he does come across as tough in this. Yeah. Like, it seems like he's, he could back it up, you know, which was kind of surprising, really. I know. Well, in the moment, I was like, you know what? I think David would win that fight. Like, even yeah, even though might. even though Colin is coked up, He's got this extra yeah. adrenaline. I, I think David yeah. would win. Yeah, I kind of, I, I would agree. Yeah. At the Condor, Brandon walks in on Susan trying to make a call to Donna's dad. And he, yeah. he you know, hits the, the thing to hang up the phone. And Susan admits that she's been digging around, but she has not thrown around Brandon's name at all. But she's talked to the doctors and she's talked to several other people and she's building this this story about what they're which so here's where i'm kind of like maybe leaning on the other side i'm like if she's not using the the information that she got from brandon about joe and it's like going like she heard that but then she goes out there and builds a case independently of that you know yeah. Maybe that's okay. I, I yeah, feel like it's a it's a gray area. I mean it's still yeah. it's still her friend group that will be affected. Yeah, true. And of course she wouldn't be onto it if, if Brandon hadn't got, you know, essentially privileged information from Donna, but you know, she is going the extra step of, of seeing if she pokes if she can get information and she's getting the information. So, you know, at that point I'm kinda like, Yeah, maybe just roll with it. Yeah. Well Brandon tells her to drop the story. At the Peach Pit after dark, Colin comes in hot, tells Valerie, like, how dare you sick your boyfriend on me? You know, you're all out of line. Get out of my life. And Valerie's like, listen, the only reason those people are in your life is because of Kelly. Like, they don't care mm-hmm. about you at all. They only, I'm the only person <laughs> that cares about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the TV station where they're filming Back Talk. Claire is not happy about being there. And after Steve finds out that it's not national television that they're on, it's just local TV. He is also like, oh, why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> so the the filming begins and it seems like Claire's going to start a fight. But then Steve says, you know, thank God we got caught. We could have. We could have hurt somebody, and if if anything yeah. happened to you or that cute brain of yours, I couldn't live with myself. And so they have like a kissing, hugging, all is forgiven moment. But then Claire says, "Wait a minute, cute little brain," and then they start fighting. Well, that makes for fight, better television. Fight, fight, yeah. Better local television. 
at Kelly Donna Claire's. Donna is happy to see Kelly. She's like, oh, Kelly, you're back. And I, I have so much to tell you. And she's trying to talk to Kelly. But Kelly is just zonked out, basically. She's, she's yeah. like, I'm too tired. I'm going to bed. I can't talk yep. to you. Poor Donna. She's so worried about so many people. Yeah. So then the last scene is at the soccer field. So soccer practice is happening, not football practice, but Joe is there like running up and down the steps for He's got training. moves like Jagger when he's running up and down those. He's got like the headband and the yeah. hair. He's like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> he's doing the rooster. Brand- I just thought he looked like Mick Jagger. <laughs> Brandon is sitting there just watching him from afar. And yeah. Susan arrives and says that she has written the story and she hands it to Brandon. The best story she's ever written, Kendra. Yeah. But she's not going to run it. And she tears it up mm, in front rip. of Brandon. Yeah. yeah. And this is where she tries to tie in the whole sister thing. She's like, I was Makes going to no run sense. it. But then I started thinking about my sister and I don't want to hurt Joe. And I'm like, what does that have to do with yeah, anything? Yeah, that was such a... I could have maybe forgiven the sister stuff as just background on Susan. But like trying to tie it in in a lazy, lazy way... Was yeah. almost more irritating than just yeah. letting it dangle. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, it was really dumb. No, cor- there's no correlation. It's not a similar situation at all. Nope. So I don't even. Yeah, I don't get that. Brandon asked, "Well, what if he wasn't your friend? Would you run the story?" And she says, "Yes, I would, but you know, we're, we're just going to yeah. make this decision." And she says, "You know, what if something really is wrong with him?" And Brandon's like, "Well." I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> Donna arrives and apologizes to Joe um, for, you know, the way that she's been acting about the whole thing. And Joe's like, it's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Everything is fine. I will pick you up yeah. for dinner in an hour. He just got to finish up something by himself while running. Yeah. <laughs> well, I It'll think he meant I, he's going to finish up his running is what yeah is what he meant but no i know it's just as soon as he said that it was like oh so you're gonna keep running by yourself alone after everybody is left thinking everything's fine yeah yep Ugh. so he runs back to the top of the stairs and basically like hits his knees because there's something there's something wrong the old ticker yeah the old ticker and that's that's where it ends not not joe's life that's where the episode ends well we don't know maybe 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 it's joe's life yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> uh, Kendra, <laughs> this this is a kind of a lazy, dumb episode. <laughs> there, There's a lot of laziness, like trying to weave together things that don't go together. Um, you know, people, I don't know, the whole the whole Kelly going hard into cocaine thing. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess I it. feel like the, the, the Kelly Collins stuff. And the gang kind of getting wise to what's going on is in itself, I think, handled pretty well. If you can forgive the fact that we skipped like five steps between Kelly being upset and being like a coke fiend. Yeah. You know, like if you can forgive that skip, I think within the episode, that plot line works pretty well. But everything with Stephen Claire, just like clip. It's just, it's not funny. It doesn't make any sense. It, yeah. Uh, so I think that's pretty bad. I mean, the Susan Brandon stuff about writing the story, I think is interesting 
And like whatever's going on with Joe. But I also feel Joe, like we've like, done it before. Haven't we done uh, I should write this story, but they're my friend. Oh, for sure. Storyline sure. yeah, before. We have. So we have. Yeah, it just, it didn't feel, it felt, it felt like an old storyline. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, not, not my favorite episode. No. Did you have a 902 and 0 snap? I'm trying to think. I mean, nothing in particular stood out. I mean, there was the scene between Colin and Valerie where he comes in and, and yells at yeah. her. Or um, the scene, maybe the scene between David and Colin where David yeah, says he's going to punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. Well, you know, Kendra, as I mentioned, Star Trek Day, lots of fun Star Trek content going on. Uh, over on Andorian Life, we we drop the premise for an episode and cover an episode of Star Trek the Animated Series instead of Ewoks the Animated Series. So that's a good time. And on How's Things, uh, we're talking the 40th anniversary of the Wrath of Khan. So uh, pretty fun stuff all around. What about you, Kendra? Where are you these days? Well, I am MissBeesBox91 on Twitter, and I am also the co-host of the podcast 90s music got me like uh where we talk 90s music and for star trek day hopefully <clears throat> we are going to be talking um sabotage by the beastie boys yes from star trek beyond yep i Wait, love is it, it star- it's not star trek beyond it's the first one isn't it is it i think it's star trek beyond when they go to like maybe it's well, maybe both, right. but I'll, i'm pretty sure it's in the I'll first one when episode. he when he's young captain kirk and he steals the car Oh, okay. I'm oh, sure maybe you're is. right. Maybe you're right. But maybe it's yeah, in both. Okay. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. Could be. All right. Well, yeah. That's a that that's episode a, will not be coming out on time, but it will be coming out eventually. So yeah, in the in the aftermath. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, I was recently listening to '90s music got me like, and uh, your husband and co-host Eric Nichols did a pretty impressive version of Mambo Number no. Five featuring the 90210 cast. He did. So he he came it, up with it right it on really, the spot. He really hit a lot of a lot of hit a lot of marks that this episode frankly missed. So I appreciated <laughs> yeah. I appreciated yeah. the, the cohesive nature of uh of that cover of Mambo Number no. Five. Yeah, I did too. That was anyway, a, that was a fun episode. It was good times. Good times were had all around. So next week we're gonna drop a special in the feed because it's Batman Day. All these fun holidays kendra back to back here Mm -hmm. so in the feed we're going to drop a special episode of three nice things that kendra and i did back in the day where we cover batman and robin the notorious film batman and robin notorious so that will be our batman day special and then in two weeks we'll be back with season six episode 19 nancy's choice oh all right who's nancy what does she choose we don't know (laughs) there's no character (laughs) named nancy A little bit of Dylan in his car. (laughs) A little bit of Brendan at his house. Because he spends so much time at his house. Yeah. A little bit of Brenda in Perry. A little bit of Donna with Kelly. (laughs) 